Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip in studio interviews three-time guest Larry Kemp. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. All right, back with another episode. And today, I have a three-time, three-time, three-time guest. Uh, Ric Flair was one of my favorite wrestlers back in the day, man. He did it. He did it better than any. I mean, uh, debatable. Macho Man Randy Savage was pretty was pretty good too. But as far as like longevity uh, and still being able to do it and passing it down to his daughter, Ric Flair uh, is 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 a great. But I have Larry Camp today. Uh, we're going to be talking about winning and losing. So thanks for coming back on the show. A lot of happens last time I came on the podcast, right? Last time you were in the in the midst of a of a transformation, you know, going from you know you were inside the what do they call that thing inside the cocoon, oh, yeah. struggling right. out of the cocoon right. to become right. the, the 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 butterfly, right? Right. Um, a year ago, um, pandemic hit. You know, I'm, I'm in the service industry, commercial cleaning, and um, uh, my major accounts, travel industry, was reduced 85%. So we went from 120 people to about 12 or 10 overnight. And another large account was a community college. We went from about 50 people to zero overnight. Uh, all at the same time, I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> so everything was uh, was uh, mayhem, what I thought in my life. Uh, but I uh, failed to look at some rules that I had went by 20-something years ago that in this somewhere is a blessing. I just got to find it. You know, uh, the, the, um, you know, you not only have to meet the moment, you got to make the moment. Uh, you know, one of the best things other than my children and grandchildren uh, and a family that loves and supports me, the best thing that ever happened to me was losing everything 22 years ago. I lost everything. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I'm losing and winning is the same to me. Um, but this time I, I was a little shaken because I had that comfort level at a level of success. Um, we were in a million dollar company, a decade and a half, um, a lot of uh, accolades and whatever. And I, I not only became comfortable, I became lazy. And so I believe that, uh, that shaking up was a, uh, thrust for me to be who I always have been. Uh, you know, to be an entrepreneur, you have to think different. You have to have a different set of skills, maybe not uh, a college-educated, a book-learned, different set of skills, but also you cannot go by the rules. Uh, I, you know, I, not, uh, not to be disrespectful, but I just don't think a lot of rules apply to me mm. uh, because I've always been told throughout my life, being a 64-year-old African-American, what I couldn't be, what I couldn't have, and what I couldn't achieve before I even started it. So I, I can't listen to that. Um, but I just, uh, you know, things I try to cling to today is that uh, don't give in to adversity, uh, but don't trust prosper- prosperity either, and to take full note of the uh, the habit of fortunes and how uh, they just behave as it pleases. So mm-hmm. you're not in control of anything. Hmm. Yeah. That, so it's just kind of like a a stoic type. You know, the stoicism is a big deal today right. with these, oh, yeah. te- with okay. these tech okay. folks, okay. Uh, which for those who don't know, stoicism is, is, is like 
not getting too high right. on yourself and success, right. but also, right. you know, not getting too right. low, um, which is tough, right? Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? It's, uh, but but what I what I had to grasp, I I had it when I was younger. But like I said, I, I think I didn't become fat. I became fat in my thinking. Anyways, is uh, I found that the impediment to the uh, the impediment to your action is really uh, is the way. The impediment is what can thrust you, what can change you, what can make you better. Mm-hmm. But as human beings, who wants to go through upheaval? Uh, mayhem, change, disaster. You know, uh, you know. I, I was told once if uh, someone offered you a guarantee, disaster looms somewhere. Mm. And I watched a company. Uh, I don't know if it was a red company, blue company, green company, whatever it was. These people were running around saying they could grow a business thirteen times. And I looked at them and said, "Well, why don't you grow thirteen times? You would be multi-millionaire." <laughs> you know, Bill Gates doesn't offer that. Uh, Steve Jobs, nobody offers that. But if you're doing it. Why aren't you at these levels? Right. So, uh, you know, uh, I uh, had to learn all over again to accept life on life's terms, you know, because there's thousands and thousands of books and articles and references on success and how to become successful. Mm-hmm. But there's none or very few, if any, that talk about how to overcome failure and uh, obstacles and upheaval in your life. You know, like I told you earlier, I didn't get here on a winning streak. Well, and let's talk practical, right? So, so going yeah. practical. So what what were some things that you did to um, continue to build during the process, right? Um, I re- realized that I had to stay uh, true to myself and uh, understand that difficulties are brought into our life to stretch us, to mold us, to get us where we we want to be or we say we want to, but we actually don't want to put in the work. You know, uh, if it doesn't cost you anything, it's really not worth anything. So um, sometimes you have to, your value system has to equate with your work uh, ethic. You know, I was pushing pencils, speaking a lot. You know, I didn't even write memos. I'd write two or three sentences and let somebody build around it. And I went from a huge support team to me. And so um, I just had to do what I did 20-something years ago. And, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to believe it'll all work, but be, but be prepared that none of it will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? You have to be prepared because nothing is guaranteed. And uh, I tell people all the time that are looking into going into business or leaving the jobs, I said, uh, you can't have a parachute. Hmm. You know, a job or IRA is a parachute. You know, you have to dive into this and believe and know that you're gonna make it work regardless. And uh, you know, each day, you know, uh, I, I wondered years ago when I worked in corporate America, I said, how do you how do you do this? Guarantee your mortgage is gonna be paid, guarantee you're gonna keep the lights on, <laughs> guarantee you're gonna send your kids to college. There are none. Right. You know, so you have to uh, know within yourself uh, and believe in yourself when nobody else does. You have to be your own cheerleader. Um, um, People change, uh, and as you grow and as you succeed, um, you must understand that your sister is not qualified to be the CFO anymore. <laughs> you know, at a quarter million dollar company, she might have been a half a million dollar. Now you're a three million dollar company. She's not qualified. Mm-hmm. And um, today, one of the things that I pass down to each and every employee, from the quality control manager to the guy who sweeps the floor, I'm going to hold you accountable. And I think that was my greatest mistake. 
as a businessman is that I didn't hold people accountable. You know, second chance, third chance, you know, the 500 chances. And that company funds uh, and company activities can't be used like your own piggy bank. Mm. You know, nobody yes. needs a 12, you know, $3 million company, nobody needs a $1,200 company car. Right. You know? Right. No, I wasn't driving it, but, you know, nobody needs that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to be successful in the long term, accountability, uh, financial accountability, professional accountability is of utmost importance. So I, I think one of the things that, that's hardest to do and that's most impressive is you you did two of them, and I want to and I want to understand the mindset of it, right? So for, so for example, uh, and this is not a knock on anybody, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. different, right. but the majority of people that I'm talking to in planning, they're thinking about like slowing down, not having life be harder in their 60s, right? I mean, that's that's the whole definition of retirement that the right. that that was sold. It's right. like, hey, at 65, like you slow down from everything uh and you like relax and 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 the capacity to deal with stress for because people buy into that right you know it, it goes down so right. a like it's probably harder for you now than it was 10 years ago what what's harder i'm just talking about just oh, uh, individual yeah i'm talking about oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the amount right. of energy you have right. to exert at 60 right. is harder than it was at 50 right right which is going against that curve right right, right. And, and then the second thing that i'm impressed with is the ability to continue to be open to learning oh, yeah. be, be, because like i think one of the for example uh jim cramer right jim cramer uh, built CNBC. He's a mad money guy. You right, know, built right. CNBC. But now he's attracting a lot of young investors because he's he's open to still learning right. at his age, and he's already smart as heck, right, right. right? And so that, but that's a unique talent that right. to be willing to continue to learn right. and to continue to sh- struggle with those muscles okay. when when you're when you've earned the right, right to be right. lazy, uh, right? Well, I mean, where's that mindset? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't my choice. <laughs> it wasn't my choice. Uh, I would prefer to be riding around in my sports car with my dog in the car, smoking a cigar. But uh, that wasn't what was, was needed. Um, what I realized was that to be rich and successful, they don't they don't work for money. They create streams of money. Um, I work harder in spurts <laughs> today. You know, uh, it's just first. I worked real hard. Um, I realized I got a, a large floor contract, and I hate doing floors. <laughs> I hate it with a passion. But as a businessman, um, I've changed my business model from a, a cleanable building with about 25,000 square feet, five days a week, XXX, to anything. <laughs> anything. One day a week, whatever. Uh, to grow my business and gain momentum. Um um, it, it's just uh, in this uh, I have just had the opportunity to understand and know if I choose not to be harmed and bothered or tired I'm not harmed bothered or tired mm. I choose not to be uh, whatever happens in one's life we try to decide whether it's good or bad it's really neither it's what your perspective is mm. <laughs> It's all about perspective. Uh, and you have to be totally, absolutely, you know this, unreasonable. <laughs> you know, my uh, I have a young uh, a supervisor in training, and I had tried to reach them one morning, about 3 o'clock in the morning. And I remember coming to pick him, get him up. You know, I, you know, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm in the sports car, the music blaring. I come to pick him up, and he screams at me. He has a life. 
and uh, he has a date that night and all this. And uh, it was close to Christmas. I said, if you're willing to give up everything you like for two years, you can live the rest of your life like people can't. Mm. And you can have Christmas every day. Mm. You can have Christmas every day. I have Christmas any day I want to. So I don't, I'm, I'm not worried about working on uh, Easter Sunday. I'm not worried about um, taxes. I don't care who the president is. Uh, uh, the immigrant, I don't care about any of that. That has nothing to do with me. I'm still going to be successful because I made my mind up to. Uh, to me, initially, anything better than sleeping with my two brothers in a bed together was going to be <laughs> successful. Okay? That, anything better than that. But um, looking, up, uh, looking back on my life, I've never been motivated by money. I don't, I don't believe that. Maybe early on, because as you grow older, 20s, 30s, 40s, you're just, I call it scorecard. Your score, mm-hmm. scorecard changes. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was young, it was about cars and clothes and dates. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it was about trying to uh, rise up the corporate ladder yeah. and get a big promotion, yeah. be vice president or director. And then it was about my family insecurity. Yeah. And then it was about my legacy. Uh, so but but, but, but let, me, let me go deeper on that. Cause I'm, I'm curious. I mean, maybe it was about money, but was it? And, I, and I'm asking, I don't know, but I think I know. Was it really that stuff or was it like the conquer, like the winning? You know what I'm saying? Like, was it, was it, were you? In corporate America, you're limited. Mm. You know, it's the next promotion. Mm. It's not the next deal that can change your life, your children's lives. Um, that was part of it. But in business today, it's about the conquer, the win, mm-hmm. and availing me and my family to choices because I believe choices are better than money. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example. Uh, my daughter, Peyton, uh, refused, was accepted in, but refused to visit Harvard. Hmm. How, do, how do you, in my mind, I couldn't even get in TCU. So how do you turn down Harvard? You turn down Harvard because you have choices. You have choices like uh, American University and George Washington, which is the third most expensive school on the planet. And that's where she attended because she had choices. Okay. And today at 28, she's the youngest uh, person and one of few females in the directorship at Goldman Sachs in New York. Wow. Because she has choices. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, people, she's not that smart. She's just extremely focused. And she had choices along the way. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. That's me. My wife is, my, my, my wife is smarter than me. And she passed it on to my, <laughs> to my, to my youngest. And my oldest, his brain is more like mine. He's, he, you know, we're not naturally as, like, I look, I'm looking at him. Like, my five year old is, is, is gifted. Right. Uh, my my, the one that, he's like my wife. The one that's like me, right. you know. Uh, he get good grades, but he's like he's like me in the sense where he, he locks in, <laughs> right. and you ain't distracting him. Right. You know um, what I mean? And, and and both of them are different parts yeah. of intelligence. And, you know, talk, you know. yeah, and it's the, um, I think in a entrepreneur in um, colleges and they're all good for people. And I, I learned I got learned a lot in college. I learned to play on a on teamwork in college and depend on people and try to bring people along in college. And I learned a lot. But the most one of the uh, things I did learn was that going to college helps you to get a job. It doesn't help <laughs> you become successful if you're trying to get rich. Yeah, facts. and uh, I think in today's environment, young people are. To me, I tell them they watch too many videos <laughs> because. You're not gonna be a, if you go out and buy the Porsche, the bulb is two fifty. Okay, <laughs> uh, oil change is three hundred, four hundred dollars. Uh-huh. So these materialistic things are not all what they're made up to be. Right. Um. I think 
uh, what I what I've learned later on in my life is that um, not being motivated by money so much is uh, I want to give back to the community, uh, make a difference. Uh, I have a scholarships and endowments at the University of Texas at Arlington because I only had one scholarship. And I don't know where I would be today if I wouldn't have gotten that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, sometimes not having is good mm-hmm. because it gets you in the right perspective. The people um, that I know, friends of mine, that parents have saved up for them to go to college, they won't do what I do. Mm-hmm. They won't work like I work. They, they, won't, they won't take the risk I take because I, my, my motto for 2021 uh, is, what's the worst can happen? Nothing. Because the worst that's happened to me has already happened to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, I have common sense, but... And if I'm getting off topic, let me know. Mm-hmm. But, but you mentioned college, right? And, yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm really trying to pick your brain while we got yeah. this time. Um, I give you an example. So my ten year old, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I make my five year old when he's older. I wanted him to learn how to code because for me, wow. everything he's learning K through twelve is a <laughs> is a waste of time. Right. You, you, I mean, I mean, right. uh, minus the right. basic math. Because yeah. yeah. I used to wonder why am I learning you, 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 Greco Roman history in college? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and and the reading. But I mean, like uh, the coding is something that he. Uh, can do that can you know once he's 14 he and he uh, doing it for four years he can start making money at 14 coding and it's a useful skill but here's my point Uh, uh, he was doing it's a program guided program but he couldn't figure out one section and and what I what I taught him was hey Tate what what can you not figure out and then he said um, you know whatever right this is level it's level 65 And and I can't figure out how to do it. I said, go watch this. Go to YouTube, type in how to do this, and it was literally right, a video. Right. And, and what I'm teaching him is, hey, like, hey, son, like this is gonna make you a hundred thousand a year right, when you're right, fourteen. Right, right. When you're fourteen, right? Like you don't need school. <laughs> like with, with YouTube and the like, and, and and YouTube is progressing, putting out information like right, at a right. crazy right. at a crazy rate. So by the time he's fourteen, he'd be able to do anything, and you can right. already do anything. So right. so my point right. is, I'm like, man. College education, you talk about choices. Right. I, by the time they get to college, I want it to be a choice because right. you can make whatever you want to make with or without college. Yeah, by, yeah, you, definitely. You know, you know that's I mean? why Michael Dale, Zuckerberg, I could go on and on and on, who started businesses in college and left because oh, is it more important for me to make these millions of dollars or get a college degree? You can always go back. But, um, you know, entrepreneur is a different kind of person. Um, uh, I, I know my family, when all the people happened, they looked me in the face. You know, uh, the same people that I had loaned money to when my accounts got frozen, uh, they didn't write me checks. <laughs> the friends I loaned thousands of dollars to didn't write me checks because the consensus was, we're not worried about you. Mm. And I'm like, why not? <laughs> you know, uh, because I just had to uh, put my game face back on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't play defense. I'm all offense. I'm shooting from the bus, you know, and but calling it good because I have to believe that. Um, and if it doesn't work, it's a lesson in it. Let me let me learn this lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, uh, uh, I, from this pandemic and the personal situation, 
I've uh, started a trucking company, uh, purchased two tractor trailers in cash, all cash business, no debt. That's something I would have never been able to do or believe I could do prior to. Mm-hmm. Um, starting another investment real estate uh, company, Kemp Capital. Uh, the other company is Kemp Brothers Trucking, named after my older brother who passed in September. Like I said, this twenty twenty was not a good year. Mm. You know, I lost my older brother, my favorite aunt, divorce, pandemic, businesses cut down. So um, I had to do a lot of um, soul searching and had to do a lot of um, introspective. You know what I want mm-hmm. uh, because. Um, um, you know, someone asked me, you've achieved a lot of success uh, comparatively. Um, you know, like I said, I've been recognized by Harvard twice and Forbes, Fortune, different. But there's always the next. The next one might not have anything to do with money. Right. Uh, you know, I live a great life. I mean, uh, do I have tens of millions of dollars in the bank? No. I should have a few, but um, it's never been about money to me. Um, if I can change the way a person thinks or show them example of what can be, my life was what it was supposed to be mm-hmm. because I'm an example to the inner city kid that's probably sleeping in class or not paying attention. Uh, I'm an example to him uh, being labeled at risk uh, that success is for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, they're part of the success equation too, but you got to go get it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to go get it. Mm-hmm. And um, you mentioned about uh, being 60s and uh, being, you know, you deserve um, – Twenty-some years ago, I had a lot more energy, and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Today, I have a little less, but I know exactly mm-hmm. what I'm doing. So I'm able to put that to work quicker, faster. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my goal, and I never really set them, and I don't like to talk about money, uh, but my goal is to be uh, a million-dollar company within 12 months again. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I just got to do the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, my, I'm saying it's easy, but it's very, very hard, but it's very, very easy. If you're committed to the task, you know the plan. Right. <laughs> like you said, YouTube. Um, that's why, I built, what, five years ago, Bill Gates was making $67,000 a second. It's probably 100000 a second now because of something like that. Yeah. And uh, there were some things I needed to learn and do, and that's what I did. Uh, I went on YouTube. And I learned to do it. I filled out the form and did exactly what I need to on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the, the youth of today are the smartest, most educated, uh, per capita, the richest, <laughs> the more billionaires, billionaires in any group in uh, any group or any time in American history. Mm. You know, if they don't become successful, they didn't want to hmm. because they have too many things available to them. All information is on a phone. Right. And I remember when I was at uh, IBM in the 80s, what was in that phone took up uh, five 5,000 square feet. Right, right. yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Big old computers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, we're living, living in amazing times. And uh, um, it's just things about your perspective. And, uh, you know, and uh, I don't really... No, you don't have to look for opposition, but you have to embrace it and know that opposition and obstacles are part of the way. You have to understand it. If you talk to the—I remember the first person Bill Gates uh, called talking about Microsoft. They hung up in their face. 
uh, <laughs> but the next person took the call. Well, the first company was Encyclopedia Britannica. That's what we used to study out of when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I, my dad had some of them, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the second co- uh, company was Encarta. Well, Encyclopedia Britannica is out of business, <laughs> and Encarta is all on all their operating system. Mm-hmm. So sometimes opportunity has to meet uh, knowledge, and you have to take advantage of it. And everything... Uh, the, the trucking offer was offered me two years ago by a young man I mentored. I thought about it every bit of a half a second. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this time, I said all the things I didn't do, didn't like to do, were things I'm going to do. Okay? Uh, I have, you know, I, people talk about multiple streams. I've always had people coming to me out of the woodwork with multiple streams that they were going to make the money. <laughs> it's like, well, if, my, my thing is, if it's so good, why are you telling me? If the investment is so good. I would be, I would be the one putting. You know, I wouldn't be telling you. I'd be putting all my money and cash mm-hmm. in, in this deal. So, if it's so good, why are you telling me? So, uh, today I looked at this opportunity was brought to me. I said, I'm doing. I didn't know anything about it, uh, and uh, it's uh, uh, having no debt in business gives you a different mindset mm. when. The weather was bad and the truck was sitting. I didn't worry about the patient, gas. Yeah, I, I'm, I have patient capital with that business as opposed to the cleaning business. I don't, I, I don't have any patience because of uh, the pay, low pace, uh, slow pay cycles and a lot of things that are inherent to that business. Mm-hmm. But this one offsets me and gives me a different mindset nice. that I'm trying to carry over, <laughs> but it's still tough. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you think is important to share with, with, with the listeners about Winning, losing. Oh, you mentioned something about learning. Uh, successful people are committed to lifelong learning. I know I was lucky enough to inquire about Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency with you, and you were willing to sit down with me and talk to me about it. I don't know because I had a hard time uh, grasping I can't touch my money. <laughs> I can't touch, you know, you know, the credit card is the same thing, doing something online. So I had to educate myself and get out of an old mindset. And I was, uh, since then, I've invested into cryptocurrency uh, and looking to do more. Mm-hmm. So uh, look at, I would tell anyone, uh, read books, uh, follow uh, uh the Eric Thomases, the the Brandon Burchards, the Jim Rohns of the world. Follow those people uh, and pick and choose what works for you. Uh, I'm doing a lecture uh, at my alma mater on Tuesday, and I'm weaving uh, a quote from Marcus Aurelius, Ben Franklin, Frank, ben, Benjamin Franklin, and Lil Wayne all together <laughs> 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 because they all apply to the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, about life and success and the drive for it. And so uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, no, I, I like it. And my, I, I had a, I had a, I try to, when I do an interview, have a big, big takeaway. And, and I think the, the, the theme of what I hear you saying too is like, l- life is going to do this regardless. Right. But but you can't do it. Right. Like you have to be firm and you know yeah. solid. Let life do this, yeah. uh, and 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 it'll create opportunities. Because yeah, that's that's yeah. yeah. No, you, no matter what happens, you can't find a benefit that. in it. Yep. No, there's a benefit in it somewhere, or it wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. What can me be? Why did your company go bankrupt? Uh, you need to be better on the financial side. Um, why did this happen? Why did this happen? Some things are unexplainable. But if you are true to yourself. You know that 
in the end, if you're willing to go through it, most of us want to be into the other side so quick. <laughs> we don't want to go through anything. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to go through it, there's multiple blessings. I've received so many blessings over the last year. I, I can't count them. Uh, I've seen God, and I don't want really to get into it. I've seen God move miraculously in my life with relationships, with organizations that it was, it scared me a couple of times because, mm. you know, the uh, anything that was uh, done purposely or wrongly to hurt me was stopped cold, mm. and the blessings and financial blessings and whatever uh, monies hit my account that I thought were a mistake. Mm. You know, it's funny when you go to the bank and you know that's not your money. <laughs> you now you look up and down the counter because it, it can't be right. And then you find out it is because an organization saw something in you or you did something in your community. And this organization said, hey, we want to bless you. So I've seen God move uh, hey, God, beyond God, my wildest God, God is a big part yeah. of it, man. God yeah. is a big yeah. part yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 He, if he can take a kid with a learning disability, you know, like I said, I, I, I can probably say this. I'm probably one of the few people you'll ever talk to or meet that's been in the back of a police car twice in the same day and recognized by Harvard twice. And my life is that journey. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming thank, to share. Thank you for having me. Always, yeah, always. Good, good stuff. Always a good time to talk. One of the biggest planning challenges I see for individuals that work at publicly traded companies are planning around their stock base or equity base compensation. They get stock options, restricted stock, employee stock purchase plans that can majorly affect uh, their tax situation and their balance sheet over time and the decision-making process around what you do with your stock-based compensation can significantly impact your net worth in a positive or or even a negative way way over the long term. And so what I offer to potential new clients is to review your stock-based compensation plan and give my opinion on what you should do, what you should think about, how to put together a strategy around that. It's something that I do on an ongoing basis with existing clients, but I'll offer a no-cost, no-obligation, one-time consultation on your stock-based compensation plan for anybody who's interested. To sign up for a time, go to my website, stonehillwealthmanagement.com, and book a free investment, no-cost, no-obligation review. Stonehillwealthmanagement.com. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.